My fellow Americans, are you tired of the new normal? Are you tired of the lies? Election fraud. You know the thing that the mainstream media and big tech says doesn't exist? It is time to end it. We must keep going. If you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. But by all means, keep moving. Many of you are sitting here because you're wanting to know what the plan is. This has to be peaceful. We have the right to peacefully assemble. The solution has been in front of us all along. Ask God if you should step into the gap and become a part of the plan. The plan is simple. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. We are the plan. If you're waiting for others to do the work for you, you're going to be waiting a long time. We are Conservative Daily. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to Conservative Daily Podcast. Excited to be back here today. Uh, I have a great interview for you with Stephanie Lambert, Tom Carroll, and Tony Shoup uh, talking about doublecheck.org. Uh, but first, some fun things to talk about today. Uh, number one, the media, and uh, specifically KJP, which we're going to show you, is really going double time to recover from the absolute fiasco, the uh, public relations catastrophe nightmare uh, that was Biden's uh, Moloch speech, as I, <laughs> I love uh, that it's been coined. Uh, before we get into that, uh, we're also going to talk about what's going on with Coy Griffin. I mentioned yesterday that uh, he had been barred from public office for life. A judge had, uh, let me put the article up real quickly. Cowboys for Trump co-founder Coy Griffin barred from public office for life. So I uh, went over this yesterday. But there's something that I want to highlight in here because I, I had uh, said I didn't think it had happened since... Uh, you know, relatively the beginning of our country. Uh, but just to recap, for those of you who haven't seen this story, Coy Griffin will be on tomorrow. Uh, he'll be on tomorrow evening, so make sure you're here for that. Uh, this is some unprecedented stuff, and this is important. So just to recap for you, State District Judge Francis Matthew ordered Otero County Commissioner Coy Griffin removed from his post and disqualified from holding public office for life. After finding Griffin's participation in the January 6, 2021 attack on the U.S. Capitol amounted to insurrection. Uh, Coy argued during a bench trial that last month he was only exercising his First Amendment rights when he traveled to Washington, D.C. and clambered over three barriers to gain access to the platform outside the Capitol, where he cheered on a, more, a mob forcibly trying to enter the building as police attempted to hold back the crowd. So I'm not going to bore you with the recap of you know, their narrative, because we know that most of it is completely uh, false, that it's entirely lies. Uh, but he's not even being charged with insurrection. And so let me find the uh, point about when the last time this was used. Uh, here it is right here. This decision marks the first time since 1869 that a court has disqualified a public official under Section 3. And the first time that any court has ruled the events of January 6, 2021, an insurrection. 
because as you know that I don't, I'm not aware of any of the defendants that have been charged with insurrection. Uh, but this is, I think, the playbook that they're going to run to uh, go after Donald Trump. This is the beta test. We talked about this this morning with Brian, with CanCon. Uh, how about they've been, you know, giving us these tests repeatedly. Uh, you know, this goes along with the elections, uh, so many things. And so far, we failed. We failed all these tests. Uh, I talked about, I mean, during COVID, just the last two years, you just talked about COVID, the masking, shutting down the schools. Now we, they have all this, uh, you know, all these curriculum that is pushing transgender theory that's twisting the minds of our youth, uh, pushing all these uh, completely un-American ideologies. And uh, these are, frankly, tests. They, they have been ramping this up and ramping this up to the point that now, uh, frankly, I don't believe they have any worry about us standing up, which is why I think that they are so emboldened to be brazen in the messaging that they have now about MAGA Republicans, something that I, uh, you know, I think we should just accept the moniker of uh, Thanos-level extinction event super ultra mega patriot extremists since that i think is where where it's going um but you think about like a nazi regime i'm not going to say that we're there yet but they're they're going pretty close uh, and there's actually a <laughs> an image that i'd i'd like to show you all uh which i think pretty well sums up the uh appearance of biden uh, during his his Moloch speech, I think Gateway called it that. I'm not sure if that's where that term came from, but here's Biden in his Moloch, uh, Moloch position in front of the big, you know, giant blood red screen. How can you have any pudding if you don't eat your meat? And that, unfortunately, could be a legitimate quote from this man, uh, as bad as that is. But uh, this is the test. Coy Griffin is a. Th this is one of those tests before they start to unroll this on Donald Trump. Now you think about, you know, this guy. Uh, who very well could have been yelling about your about you know your pudding since he is a completely senile uh, old man or an actor playing one I'm not really sure anymore and this you we cannot arrive at this place where they're so brazenly putting this kind of rhetoric in front of us. We're going to play some clips from KJP uh, speaking about it because now they're in full damage mode because it, it did not go over well. Uh, but they, they have to get to a certain point where they actually feel comfortable that they can even say things that blatantly and specifically, uh, you know, demonizing and, and vilifying well over half of the country. And, you know, trying to isolate all these people and call them extremists, call them a threat to democracy, and, you know, with his ramp up. Uh, I mean, we, we've gone down quite a path. We've gone pretty far for them to get to the point where they actually put that speech out. I mean, they're in damage control, but seriously, think about that. They actually, people wrote that speech. They decided, yeah, the red's a good color. Whoever's, whoever's, whoever's uh, scripting this movie, they're doing a good job. Um, but we have to pay attention to this, so be there for Corey Griffin tomorrow. Uh, and one other thing that I want to uh, show you all, this is not on topic, but I want to just touch on it uh, because we're going to have... Uh, Richard Hirschman, the embalmer, who we had on very early when it started coming out that these blood clots were happening. And there is a study, which is very interesting. So I just want to uh, preview this because we're going to be diving into this and in some of the other developments surrounding the vaccine and what's coming out. 
this is from uh, the Epic Times. Metal-like objects found in 94% of group who had symptoms after taking mRNA vaccines. Study says this came out yesterday. Three Italian surgeons conducted a study analyzing blood from 1,006 people who developed symptoms after they got a Pfizer, BioNTech, or Moderna mRNA injection and found 94% of them have... Uh, 94% of them to have aggregation of erythrocytes and the presence of part particles of various shapes and sizes of unclear origin one month after inoculation. So we already covered that they had taken down off the CDC's website that the mRNA doesn't leave the body quickly. Uh, they had removed that, and I think it's because they can no longer cover this up anymore. And now they're past the point after billions of people getting this that I don't think they need to, to hide this anymore. Like I've mentioned several times, the methods and the reasoning, they're, they're laying everything out on the table. Uh, you know, I believe it was Albert Borla, the CEO of, uh, of Pfizer, he said that, yeah, we lied and we said it wasn't gene therapy, but it was gene therapy. And we did it because we didn't think anyone would be comfortable taking it. Well, now everyone's taken it. And they've kind of, they've gone past that. We haven't seen any outrage. We haven't seen people rise up no one's no one's super angry i think that was a test that's one of these tests and we haven't seen everyone uh get upset enough after them admitting all this after fauci admitted that he lied after his emails came out after the uh, darpa funding of the biolabs over there through eco health alliance you know connected with hunter biden uh you know with his involvement and i mean in all of it this big nightmare all this has come out and we still don't see a, an uprising and these are the tests that i think give them the all clear signal to push the, these things forward. Uh, so erythro erythrocytes are a type of red blood cell that carries oxygen and carbon dioxide. So they're saying aggregation of erythrocytes, basically your red blood cells are clumping together, uh, you know, it's clotting. What seems plain enough is that metal metallic particles resembling graphene oxide and possibly other metallic compounds have been included in the cocktail of whatever the manufacturers have seen fit to put in the so-called mRNA vaccines. The authors wrote in the studies discussion and conclusion so uh, we're going to be paying attention to this I, I urge you to go read that article but some weird stuff is coming out and so i'm just i want to you know at the end of the show we're going to pray for all the people who may and have been affected by this but now let's move on and talk about kjp our you know the <laughs> the, the the press secretary with the hardest job <laughs> in my lifetime having to deal with the media uh, and publicity catastrophe that is the Biden administration and Biden himself, including the Moloch speech. So let's listen to a few words from her, shall we? And I will remind everyone before we go on that as we fight to take back our country and as we are all preparing for the future that lies ahead of us, how important it is for you to protect your family and prepare yourself to be able to do so. We're blessed to have a relationship with dcf guns here in colorado they have three locations one in castle rock and two down in colorado springs uh, but they have a ton of inventory it's one of the things i love about dcf they consistently have more inventory than anywhere else that i've i've seen if you need a handgun for concealed carry if you need something to protect your home go to dcf guns at any of their locations uh, if you go to dcfguns.co uh, which is what you're looking at right now you can go straight to their online store and you can check out the things that they do currently have in stock right now 
make sure that you get something that's appropriate and most importantly make sure that you get some training you can do that at dcf guns they offer some great training by some really really phenomenal instructors so go get something that's going to work for you that's going to allow you to be prepared get ammo magazines whatever you need they have safes and most importantly get training get familiar with the weapon that uh, you choose and make sure that you and your family are protected. So that's DCF Guns in Castle Rock and in Colorado Springs. They have two locations there. Go to dcfguns.co to go straight to their online store. For each department. What about if those communications are still happening? Are there frequent contacts between the administration and social media companies? So I'll say this, you know, as, as we have said before, there has been ongoing work uh, dating to the Trump administration to provide accurate COVID information where folks get their news. Uh, again, this is litigation that is ongoing and is currently happening. Clearly, that's why it's ongoing. And so I would refer to Department of Justice on that. Thank you. Um, President Biden has said that not every Republican is a MAGA Republican. Would he consider Mitch McConnell a MAGA Republican? I'm not going to go into specific uh, name or people uh, from here. Uh, I, what I will say is, you know, when you go back to the speech, uh, his speech last Thursday. Uh, hey, so check it out. This is a emergency sleeping bag. Sorry about that. We'll get rid of this ad and bring that back. People have talked about uh, if it was divisive. It wasn't divisive. The way that we saw this speech uh, is that he was talking to majority of the country. Okay, so she just said it was not divisive the way they saw the speech. So again, I talked about the test. They saw the speech as talking to the majority of the country. Apparently not the majority of the country that voted for Donald Trump. Uh, the, I assume they're talking for the, you know, what, 81 million votes that Biden didn't get. Uh, but they're talking to the majority of the country. You know, I'm sure these are, they're talking to the sane-minded, right-thinking people. Who, uh, who agree that uh, we have to protect our democracy. Uh, who agree that we have to protect our freedom. Who agree that we have to protect our rights. And the I just have to stop it again there. So, okay, to protect our democracy. Uh, let's protect our republic, number one. Let's have transparent, open, fair elections that are decentralized and, you know, perhaps actually administrated and given oversight at the county level. That would be good. Let's, uh, <laughs> our freedoms. Okay, so let's not ban the Second Amendment. That'd be a good one. Let's not allow tens of thousands of illegals over the southern border and allow you know, human traffickers and trafficking to flourish and fentanyl and all kinds of other substances that are killing Americans and children, let's not allow them to come in. Uh, maybe we should just vet them. That would be a, a good idea. I mean, since she wants to talk about protecting our freedoms, um, you know, maybe protect the lives of the unborn. I mean, they seem to have a, a big problem with that. But I know that they only, the only freedoms that they care about are the freedom to choose what gender that you are and, uh, you know, have no gasoline vehicles so that we can all be like California and have to go through rolling power blackouts. Point of the speech was that he wanted to really point to an inflection point, an inflection time that we were we were in at this in this time in our country. And he spoke very clearly. He talked about uh, a minority, a small group of people uh, who have extreme views uh, and who threaten who threatened that very, very um, value, core value of who we are as a country. 
and um, and you know he also asked for people to come together it didn't matter if you were a Republican or independent or a Democrat he asked for folks to come together and stand against what we were seeing uh, the, these attacks and you don't have to look further than January 6 of 2021 to see what the attack was uh, on our democracy. It was very clear. We all saw it. Many of you reported it that day. And when you have people who say uh, pro the protesters on that day were, were patriots, that's problematic. That's coming from leaders. Uh, and uh, from that extreme part of, uh, of the party. And so that's what he was talking about. Uh, he also ended the speech in a very optimistic way in trying to bring people together. And, um, and so I'll, I'll just leave it there at that time. Okay. Thank you. Okay. So number one, we are not a minority. This is not a small group of people. Again, this is, I mean, God bless this woman, the trash that she is for having to cover for all of this. Uh, what are these, what are these lies? I mean, we, we saw the speech. I mean, Biden came out the next day and said, oh, I didn't say that. I don't remember what I said. Did I, did I say that, that they're a threat to democracy? That the MAGA... I never said that. He doesn't remember. She doesn't want to remember because now she has to do this and come up and lie uh, again to the American people and no one's buying it. But the whatever they want to call us, ultra-MAGA, Thanos-level extinction event, patriots, what, whatever it is that they decide to coin us uh, or as they mentioned in the My Son Hunter, you know, uh, trailer and the review of that from The Guardian, the, the conservative peanut gallery who's, who's just, uh, you know, reveling in conspiracy theories and fake news, which they themselves have confirmed. We, this is not a small group of people. If it was such a small minority group of people who's threatening democracy, then why did Donald Trump get all these record donations after they raided Mar-a-Lago? Why are his rallies completely packed i want to pull up man i need to pull up that photo again uh and the biden one i showed you this yesterday and i think that we should look at it one more time real quickly before we get into some of these other interviews because these people lie so much you can't even keep up with it sometimes and i truly think that they know this already but this is the small minority group of people, every single one of his events looks like this. This is what they want to say. This is the minority, right? No one holds these views except a small minority number of people, right? No. And then the picture that I showed you yesterday of Biden's, where it's like, you know, I think 40, 50 people standing outside. Uh, they're losing. They're losing so badly. So there's another point in this which I found fascinating and hilarious. And uh, let's get rid of this ad. But not only does she say that, of course, this is a minority, it was not threatening. And, oh, by the way, she said that he tried to end this speech peacefully. He tried to, in his Moloch speech, uh, I, I swear they, they modeled the set after V for Vendetta, he tried to end this peacefully and tell people to come together. You don't tell people peacefully to come together. This is not an optimistic ending to a speech when you call well over half of the country extremists and threats to democracy. I'm sorry. Uh, you, you need a new metric for uh, you know, calling for people to come together. 
and forgive me, I may be an extremist for saying that. Uh, let's go to the next part in your speech. Funding uh, that's been long needed in these communities. Yeah. Thank you, Kareem. As refugees were being evacuated from Afghanistan into the U.S. last year, why weren't they all being thoroughly vetted? So, are you talking about what are you what are you They're, what are you referring well, to? Well, so as the White House was managing the Afghanistan withdrawal last year, we were told mm -hmm. no one is coming into the United States of America who has not been through a thorough screening and background check process. But now there's this DHS Inspector General who says. CBP admitted or paroled evacuees who were not fully vetted into the United States. That is not good. That is different than what you guys said. So how did this happen? No, it's not different than what we have said. Uh, that very report um, it did not take into account the key steps in that rigorous you heard from us, rigorous and multi-layered screening and vetting process uh, the U.S. government took uh, before at-risk Afghans were permitted to come to the U.S. Uh, again, I would, I would refer you to the DH DHS comments on this. It did not take into full account of what the other agencies are involved in making sure that this multi-layered process and screening process, they, it is a, a uh, multi-agency effort, and it did not, this particular report did not include that. Okay, but so in the last week or so, we've heard the president calling elected Republicans a threat to the country. Does he think MAGA Republicans are more of a threat to the country than people DHS says may pose a risk to national security and the safety of local communities? Again, DHS has disputed this report. It's, uh, and it said it didn't take into account the key steps uh, that we have taken as a U.S. government, the rigorous uh, multi-layered screening and vetting process that we take as a government, that was not part of the report. Uh, again, this report is not accurate. Uh, I know that our team has spoken to your team about this, and uh, the DHS has provided a comment saying just that. So, again, I refer it to DHS. Woof. Woof. Kind of got her on that one. Uh, I mean, this is the same kind of line when she got asked, hey, so uh, the people coming over the southern border, why aren't they being stopped? And she goes, that's not happening. People aren't just coming over the southern border. I truly, I feel sorry for this woman sometimes. And then again, she gets grilled uh, a few days ago and Peter Ducey again asked, hey, so when you were questioning the election several years ago in your own tweet, why was it okay to do it to do it then, and now it's so extreme to be questioning the outcome of an election? And she can't even answer. She just says, "Oh, I knew this was coming." But that's it's entirely inappropriate to make that comparison. That that that's not a a good comparison. That's a direct comparison. This is not. We were talking about this this morning. That's not comparing apples to oranges. That's like apples to apples to apples. There's there. What outside comparison does she think that she's she's talking to? Not appropriate. And before we go on, we have a new sponsor of the show. That is American Hartford Gold. If you're like us here at Conservative Daily, you are growing more and more and you are concerned about the future. And how could you not be? Inflation is at its highest level in 40 years. Interest rates are skyrocketing. Market experts like Jamie Dimon, CEO of JP Morgan, not only predict a recession, but are using terms like economic hurricane and unprecedented if you want to protect your future, do what I did. Call the only precious metal dealers that I trust, American Hartford Gold. They can show you how to protect your savings and retirement accounts by diversifying your portfolio with physical gold and silver. 
All it takes to get started is a short phone call, and they'll have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or inside your IRA or 401k. And they make it easy. They are the highest rated firm in the country with an A-plus rating from the BBB and thousands of satisfied clients. If you call them right now, they will give you up to $1,500 of free silver on your first qualifying order. So don't wait. Call them now. Call 855-965-5545. That's 855-965-5545 or text the word FREEDOM to 998899. Again, that's 855-965-5545, or text FREEDOM to 998899. Uh, on the extremist, before we move on, uh, a, <laughs> a something that I found hilarious. Uh, so, you know, they, they're talking about Civil War, this is just, I found this funny. If you don't want a civil war, this is a meme, the soy jack uh, <laughs> with the Union hat on, uh, or with a Confederate hat, and then, you know, one of the the Patriot Chad uh, characters. If you don't want a civil war, vote for Democrats. If you want civil war, then vote Republican. And then he creeps up next to him and whispers in his ear, we've done this before. <laughs> uh, so I, th- I thought that was rather funny. And we don't want civil war. And frankly, that's what they want us to do. They want us to go to violence, because then they can roll out whatever you know, authoritarian Moloch style, uh, you know, national security, public safety speeches that I'm sure uh, John Meacham has already written for them and, you know, head on down the road to damnation that they have had in store for us for quite a while. Uh, But again, we're winning and we're winning very, very hard. Uh, So, you know, you saw her fail in that clip. No, the MAGA Republicans are not a greater threat than the unvetted, unvetted, you know, people from Afghanistan coming in. Another debacle under the Biden administration. So they will let the Afghanis come in after they leave billions of dollars over there to the, you know, to the Taliban. They leave all this military equipment. They leave people over there to be killed. They bring in all kinds of people unvetted. They bring in tens of thousands of people every month unvetted into the United States. People need a COVID shot and, uh, you know, need to get their temperature checked to get on an airplane, but they can come over the border. It's not a big problem. No vaccine. Doesn't matter. And they want to call the ultra MAGA Republicans, right? The, the Thanos level extinction event Republicans. We're the biggest problem in America. And it, it's the same level of panic that we see with, again, the, you know, the deep state narratives surrounding the special master being appointed to the Mar-a-Lago raid and the documents that the FBI has. I've talked about this yesterday, but why are they upset? Because they didn't find anything. They're now rolling out some foreign nuclear secret garbage. They didn't find anything, and so they don't want a special master because they know they don't have what they were hoping to find. Uh, Number one, they don't have something that they can just nail Donald Donald Trump to a cross with. And uh, on top of that, it's very likely that there's a bunch of documents. What if the... (laughs) <laughs> what if the, the foreign nuclear documents have to do with Obama? What if it's all Iran deal stuff? They're fried. You're going to see, you know, they were hoping to indict Trump and they're going to use the same ploy to get him uh, like they did with Coy Griffin. Meanwhile, they have Hillary Clinton, oh, this blessed woman. Uh, t- <laughs> she refused to answer. I think this was on The View. Uh, I have to find this this clip. But they ask her about the Mar-a-Lago raid, and she almost walks it back as if she's afraid to say that we shouldn't judge him. Hillary Clinton literally says, 
I don't want to judge prematurely because I have been judged prematurely in the past very unfairly. Hillary Clinton herself doesn't even want to answer that. We, we all know what her, what her intentions are. But this is the same woman again. I, I went through this yesterday. These people are so panicked and they're, they're done for. They're absolutely done for. The, uh, and they have to run this narrative because they cannot afford an overwhelm of the midterms. They cannot a- afford the November elections being stampeded by people showing up day of to vote in person and getting caught. And, uh, yeah, now we have about, we're at about time. So uh, on that point, because we are going up to the election, we had an interview with uh, Stephanie Lambert, Tom Carroll, as well as Tony Shoup. Uh, from doublecheck.org. So we're going to play this right after this commercial break so you can hear from Mike Lindell and be sure that you support him uh, and God bless him. I'm Mike Lindell, and my employees and I want to thank each and every one of you for your support by bringing you the MyPillow that started it all. MyPillow's patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs regardless of your sleep position. Because it works, we've sold over 70 million MyPillows, and now I'm bringing it to you for the lowest price ever. For example, you get my standard MyPillow, now only $19.88 with your promo code. Now's the time to get them for your friends, your family, your neighbors, everyone you know. My pillows make the best gifts ever. In the times we're in, one thing we all need is getting a great night's sleep. So go to MyPillow.com or call that number on your screen now. Use your promo code and you'll get my standard MyPillow for only $19.88. For a more custom fit, my premium queen, only $24.98. Or my premium king, only $29.98. This is a limited time offer, so order now. And that is promo code CD21. You can go to mypillow.com forward slash CD21. Uh, so here's the interview with Stephanie Carroll, Tom Carroll, uh, and Tony Shoup. Hey, guys, it's Apollo. Uh, as we come up onto the midterms, it is extremely important with all the information that we've uncovered over the last couple of years, as well as everything that we know that is happening and everything that they're going to do to continue to steal the elections. It is imperative to make sure that we are catching the fraud, that we're reporting on it. Uh, so we have a couple spectacular guests that we've had on the show before, Stephanie Lambert and Tom Carroll, as well as Tony Shoup. And they're going to be talking about how we can do that, as well as doublecheck.org. Did I say that right, doublecheck.org? That's correct, Paulo. Thanks for having us on. My pleasure. It's great to have you all back. I know you're all uh, busting your heinies to save our country as we are. Tony, it's a pleasure to uh, to meet you, so I'll let you jump into it, Stephanie. Thanks, yeah, Apollo. Nice to meet um, you as well. Um, we are working to get moms uh, to be informed about the counting process to ensure that we have an accurate count in November of 22 here, uh, which is just a few weeks away. And we want them to go to the local clerks and ask for a hand count immediately after the ballots are put through the machine. Uh, So this is a remedy that will prevent fraud from happening or spot it before the election certified, which will eliminate FOIA requests uh, that go to the clerk's office and lawsuits from taking place. So we want essentially the clerk to treat the ballots um, like it's money. Right when you go to the bank and you pull out money, it gets run through the electronic counter, and then there's a hand count that takes place with you standing there. So that's what we want to have happen. We need to have essentially the count double checked 
Um, so that's why it's called doublecheck.org. Clarice Schillinger will be running this and working with moms across the United States to inform them as to what the problems can be with using machines and then help them have you know productive conversations with the clerks when they go in and sit down. So we're hoping moms form groups throughout the United States to sit down, have coffee, get intimately familiar with problems, and then talk about preventing these problems with a hand count. Awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, over the last couple of years, the amount of mama bears who've been stepping up and, and frankly, I think who've allowed us to get to the place that we are now, I don't have any, uh, any reservations that they'll be able to get that done. And I think that's a great idea because, you know, what we've seen, I think, is they're using a lot of this, you know, lawfare. They continue to want to f- use lawsuits and then uh, knock them down before they even get heard, before any of the evidence is actually seen. And then they use that and run a media narrative that everything's been dismissed. They've all been, you know, all the cases have been lost. Election fraud isn't real. So I, I really like this approach. Uh, Tom or uh, Tony, whoever wants. I know we haven't had the pleasure of having you on, Tony. So uh, if, if you want to introduce yourself or, or add to that, please please do so. Sure. Yeah, I'm Tony Shoup. I'm the C- CEO of Audit the Vote PA. I'm definitely one of those mama bears that you just mentioned. I was not yes. politically active <laughs> prior to March of 2020 when the governor shut down the schools in Pennsylvania. That's kind of what woke me up. And we went on a journey to start a petition for a full forensic audit of the 2020 election. And within six months um, of early 2021, we got 120,000 signatures on our petition. And that's essentially what, what put us on the map. And we've just, at this point, seen entirely too much to pack it in and, and go back to sleep, even though we didn't get the petition that or the audit that we petitioned for. We've learned a ton, and I feel that we are making strides. And, and one of them is things like being able to collaborate with Tom and Stephanie and ideas like this. Stephanie uh, brought this to me just, I feel like it was a few days ago. It might have been a few weeks ago. And we know in Pennsylvania, the 2020 election, at least I believe that they it was death by a thousand cuts. They hit it from every angle they possibly had to to steal it because Trump was just entirely too popular. And when she brought this to me, I thought, heck yeah, we know that, or at least I believe that getting rid of the machines and going back to hand counting paper ballots is one of the ways that moving forward, we can secure our election system and not have another 2020 happen again. And this is just one of the steps I think that we can use to potentially get there is, hey, why not just let us hand count the paper ballots after you run them through your machines and let's just make sure if there's nothing wrong and nothing to see then it'll confirm that and it'll put all the rumors to rest and it'll keep the county from getting inundated with angry voters and and FOIAs in Pennsylvania they're called right to know requests of all this extra information it's actually going to make their life easier if we can just confirm that everything is accurate that's coming out of the machines now we of course don't think that that's what we're going to see but I'm fine with it if we do um so why not Absolutely. And, uh, the mama bears that you talked about in uh, Pennsylvania, that, that Stephanie mentioned, Clarice Schillinger, uh, in addition to Tony, she stepped up um, last year uh, when she saw that her children, what they were being taught, how they wouldn't let them go back to school. She saw what was going on in our cities and our communities because the kids weren't back in school. And she started getting out there and she formed a pack and she supported people running for school board. And the nice thing about what she did is the same thing that we're doing is it's not political. She stepped up and said, I will support you to run for school board across Pennsylvania and the country if you simply say you're going to get on a school board and reopen our schools. That was her mission, and she won like 70% of the races that she got involved with to help. 
and they were Republican, they were Democrat, it didn't matter. It was saving our country, it was saving our children and our schools. And she has agreed to bring in those mama bears along with Tony and her group to start spreading this word. So it's amazing that this is going forward in this way. Awesome. Well, and I love going after the clerks too, because we've seen this in Colorado. We've seen this in Michigan, just to name a couple. Uh, we have the recount here that uh, has been going on in El Paso. They don't want to do an actual paper ballot. They keep wanting to do these uh, machine recounts and, you know, explain away all of the, again, glaring irregularities and all, all the things that we have concerns about. They happen again during the recount. They try to blow it off. They cover up all of the problems that do occur, which line up with everything that we do believe about the machines and what's actually going on within them. And they don't want to give us the paper. Same thing in Michigan. They've had uh, several people working tirelessly to get the paper ballots, and they will not give them up because I think that's exactly what they're afraid of because they know that we're going to find exactly what we've been saying we think we're going to find. Uh, so I, I really do. I think this is a great way to approach it. Well, that's exactly correct, Apollo. The machines are not transparent, right? No. That's no. what people want. And so if there's no problem, a hand count by the clerk will tell the community that the count was accurate, which is what everyone wants. They want to have faith in the election system. But by announcing that you're going to do a hand count right after the election, it does one of two things. It prevents the fraud or it catches the fraud. So if you're announcing it and you have a bad actor that wants to use the internet, and we have all sorts of expert reports that talk about the qualified voter role on the tabulator, or in some situations you can see who's voting live, how they're voting, and that the file can be replaced and manipulated, things like that that are taking place that should never exist in our election system, this will prevent it. But if the clerk says, hey, I'm going to do a hand count, the bad actors are now limited to the places where there won't be a hand count, right? Where it can go undetected and it really puts them in a position where they have to move and alter whatever plan they might have. So this is a goal to prevent it. It's to prevent all sorts of lawsuits. The judges don't want the lawsuits before the election. They say they're not ripe or too early. They don't want them after the election. They're moot or too late. So I don't know when the right time to file this lawsuit is. It seems like as you're sliding your ballot into the tabulator, so let's just resolve this by going back to hand counting the ballots uh, right after the election and before certification. Absolutely. I think stopping it prior to certification is the key, or if we can even stop it before election day, that's some of the stuff that my group is working on. But I, if you can stop it before certification, because once you get to the certification, it becomes significantly harder, as we've seen from 2020, to expose actually what happened and to right any wrongs. So that's what I love about this approach is it's it's trying to bring out any irregularities, anomalies, and and catch if there is fraud to catch it prior to certification. I think that's key. Well, and, and we you know, just saw. Oh, I'm sorry. Apollo. No, no. You're, oh, I was just going to say real quickly that it, you're going to the clerics because they want. You know, we've seen this again. I'll, I'll say in Colorado because I'm here, but in other states as well, they want to pull everything up to the top and it goes to the state, the Secretary of State. Uh, they start playing all kinds of games and. It, I mean, you look at just the experts report, expert reports out of Michigan. You, th there's so many. We know that the the images get replaced. We know that these things are not audible. They they delete the log files. The entire system and the processes, uh, you know, set up by these vendors, and in many cases, the state itself are seemingly designed 
to eliminate any kind of transparency. So they want to give us, they keep trying to say that there's nothing to see here. It was just human error. There was a big problem. We found erroneous code, but it doesn't matter. Just show it to us. Let us do a, let us do a, you know, a, a hand count of the ballots. Give it to the clerks who are, it's their responsibility to actually manage this. Uh, and let, let us be at ease. I think it's pretty simple. That, that, that's exactly yep. correct. When we sit down with the clerks, what we want to tell these moms is this, it should not be an aggressive, contentious conversation. It needs to be a nice conversation because a lot of these clerks mean well, right? And so they, after November, 2020, they said, hey, I ran a clean election. And, and we said, that's so nice. Um, let's talk about it. Did you configure the ballot? No. Did you seal, seal the machine? No, the vendor did it. Right. So when we went through all these different questions about the election process and it comes down to the vendor does everything and the clerks, they're just essentially push buttons at the direction of the vendor. And there's even there's no transparency for the clerk. And so at the end of the interview, she said, you know, what? I guess I don't even run my own election. And the American exactly. people didn't agree to that. Right. So this is a way to take back the control and give it back to the clerk. The community knows the clerk. The community elects the clerk in a lot of situations. And uh, some states, they're appointed, but in most places, they're elected and trusted. And that's what we want. We want decentralized control of elections. We want to limit um, the control being to the vendors and the higher level of the Secretary of State, that most state constitutions give the control at the local level. And that's what we need to maintain and restore faith in the election system. We just saw how this process worked in DeKalb, Georgia. Uh, a woman ran uh, in the election there and she didn't receive any votes in her own precinct. And she knew that she voted for herself and her husband voted for her. So she had zero votes and so she demanded a hand count. And it turns out not only did she get more than two votes, she won the election, right? So um, that's a situation where the hand count was able to correct and prevent exactly what we're trying to avoid here is the certification of erroneous results. We really have to have the will of the people reflected here. And people across the country have been asking us, what can we do to help? And this is what they can do to help. We don't want to micromanage this. We want moms or really anyone, right? After church on Sunday, form a group, talk about what they know about the elections, decide how they're going to go in and have a nice, peaceful conversation with the clerk's office or the county commissioners and say, hey, you might be doing your job well. We just want this to double check the, the election results to make sure that they're accurate right after the election. And here's why. So that's what we're hoping will happen. Awesome. Well, and I think one thing that's really important is, you know, something you, that you said is, you know, having some of those conversations, the clerks then realized maybe I don't run my own elections. I think that uh, I do believe there are some uh, at the local level who are uh, complicit in you know some of the shenanigans that we've had to bear witness to but a lot of them they they want to do a good job so they follow the procedures they think that they're doing a good job so when they say we ran a clean election a lot of them i don't think know what that means and i really do believe that a great many if if not nearly all uh you know clerks and people who are actually administrating this at the local level at the precincts uh, at the polling locations they think that they're doing their job and they think that because they did everything right and maybe an issue happened, but they called the vendor and it got fixed, that there's nothing going on. And I think they feel attacked when people start saying that uh, things are not going well. 
So a process like this could be really, really powerful because then you'll start to open their eyes and they'll start to understand and see for themselves that something is going on because these machines are designed in such a way that it's impossible to see inside them and most don't have the technical understanding uh, to, to be able to know one way or the other if something's amiss or not. That, that's yep. exactly correct, right? So either the fraud is prevented or we've created thousands of witnesses through, through the United States that are clerks as to what happened and that there, there's a problem here in our process that needs to be fixed. So that that's the point. Um, the, this can be done in a matter of hours. Uh, countries that are implementing election systems have you know, a protocol that they're following and I'm not telling them how to do this, but there's different methods that can accomplish this in as little as three hours after the election. So the machines can report the result, but then they can double check this in as little as three hours. We're recommending that, you know, there's oversight from both parties. This should be a nonpartisan uh, effort, right? And, and should not be political in nature. Um, we think it's a good idea to have it videotaped so that there's integrity in the process where, you know, people can see them unsealing the ballots, counting them, resealing the ballots. And then they need to go down the ballot and not just count one race, right? Um, make this an unpredictable count to prevent the fraud. And as we see the continued assault on our privacy, on our freedoms, and the information war we find ourselves in, it's always important to protect your online activity. So if you're tired of feeling like someone's always watching you on the internet, or maybe advertisers know a little bit too much about you, if you're concerned about the privacy of your identity, using incognito mode will not solve the problem. IPVanish VPN is here to protect your right to privacy and help you stay anonymous online. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet without exposing your private details to third parties such as hackers, your ISP, or advertisers. You can use IPVanish on your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. When you use IPVanish, all of your data is encrypted. This means your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online, and it's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing speed. So whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners of Conservative Daily Podcast, and you get a 30-day money-back guarantee. So you're getting nine months for free. On top of that, it's an awesome deal. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you do is tap one button, and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's running. Stop sharing with the world everything you watch everything you search for and everything you buy take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot go to ipvanish.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily and claim your 70% savings that's ipvanish dot com forward slash daily absolutely so we're uh, we're almost out of time but I want to give each one of you a final word and um, one more time where is the uh, is there a website? How do people get involved immediately with this? So Clarice Schillinger is going to be running it. Um, there's a website called doublechecked.org. Uh, and on that website, there's two videos. There's a video about the top Georgia where the woman didn't get any votes, yet she voted for herself. And that election was resolved with a hand count. And then there's a video on there of Doug Logan um, from Cyber Ninjas uh, discussing the bad code in the Dominion system in Williamston, Tennessee. And it's a really long technical video. Um, I frankly don't understand a lot of it in it other than code was bad, hand count resolved thing. 
So <laughs> if you want to look at those and learn a little bit more <laughs> about the election systems, that's a, a great place to start. And then Clarice will uh, put contact information on the website here in the near future. But this is really to be run by the moms and, and the people in their communities. It's not to be micromanaged. They need to learn the election systems and the problems themselves and implement a uh, accurate hand count process that works for their community. Yep. Awesome. I agree. Tom, Tony, I'll yeah, I've been give running, it over to you. I've been running around. What biggest thing that I've learned or one of the biggest takeaways that I've learned in my journey here in the last couple of years becoming politically active is I believe that education is key and the fix is local. And that's what I love about, about this when Stephanie came this to me. It educates everyday people on how our system works and the fix is actually in our backyard and this just epitomizes that. Agreed, and I, I love because that's, I think, exactly what they don't want us to realize, is that the fix is local, and it, if we uh, if we initiate some of these things locally and we start to take charge and take responsibility uh, at our level, then I think it, it gets fixed very, very quickly. Tom? I would say that we just want to encourage everyone not to get intimidated by the complications that they hear us talk about with machines and tabulators and all that kind of stuff. It, it can be overwhelming and just take heart in the fact that the moms who stepped up two years ago and last year didn't know anything about the system either, but they learned it. And this is what they're gonna do. They're gonna pleasantly and positively learn the system, be confident that they know what they're doing. They know their communities, they know how to talk to people and don't be intimidated by the clerks or by the system itself being so complicated. And you go and ask the right questions, you'll learn, you'll come up with a plan. We can't give you the plan from a big level because every state and every community has different rules and laws. So go out there and learn what's going on and join forces with any of your neighbors and, and get this done and we'll save this election. Amen. That's right. Yeah. And one thing I just wanted to add, um, Tom and, and Tony and myself have worked on different legal aspects of the 2020 election and, and other elections, right? And it hasn't been easy. So the, these moms and groups of people should not expect this to be you know, something that they simply say, hey, can we have a hand count? It, and it works out just like that, right? It might take multiple meetings. It might take bringing in different expert reports. It might take different steps. I don't know what it might be, but this isn't something that I expect to be easy, but it's going to take a pleasant, peaceful conversation, probably in multiple different venues and with different people to get it accomplished. And, you know, with these moms that dig in, we think it can happen. Awesome. Well, one more time, that is doublecheck.org. Uh, so please go go there and check it out. Um, is there uh, is there a date coming up where they're going to be launching some big stuff or are they they're looking to, to push this out? Or should they go there right now as they're listening? They should go there right now. Uh, Clarice Schillinger will put her contact information up there soon and, and probably additional information as this is rolled out uh, for them to ask questions and see where this goes. Um, but for right now, there's the Takab video and the Doug Logan video, and it, it's a great starting place where they can begin to roll this out in their community. Awesome. And I love what you said uh, just before we, we wrap up here about not being intimidated because th that I, I truly believe is what they want, and it's why I think they've been playing all these games with uh, their terminology. And, I mean, you know, they use all these language uh, all this language Aikido with, with risk limiting audit, audit, recount, and uh, then you get into the complications of the 
machines and all the different technology and they don't want you to feel like you can understand it or you can understand what's going on they want to make you feel to make us we the people feel like if you're not a cyber expert and you don't know you know all, all these details about code and how the X, icx machines go to the state and all these different things uh, they want you to feel stupid because i truly believe that they they think that we're stupid and they don't want us to actually uh, do the relatively easy work to understand the landscape that they've built around us. And it is very simple. We are way more capable than we give ourselves credit for. And at the end of the day, it's either are they doing things on the up and up? Is there fraud? Or is this transparent and we can actually have a say uh, in the elections of our own country? So, uh, again, Tony, God bless you and the rest of the mama bears all over this country. Uh, Stephanie and Tom, I, it's a blessing that we were able to connect and uh, been, you know, been able to work with you. So thank you for all that you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys. So go check out double, doublecheck.org. Um, there's a, a video from Stephanie Lambert regarding DeKalb County. We talked a lot about that this morning, DeKalb County, Georgia, when they had their primary, and all of a sudden they found issues with the Dominion machines and vote flipping. Uh, so this is a, a couple minutes. You can find this on stephanielambert.com. It's also going to be on our social channels after the show. Uh, so we're going to uh, play this, and then I'll run through a couple more things, and we'll close out. Right now, dozens of people are hand-counting ballots in the race for DeKalb County Commission District 2 after a candidate discovered a problem in the electronic tally. May 24th, DeKalb County, Georgia. Voters went to the polls to vote on a local county commissioner race in District 2 between Lauren Alexander, Marshall Orson, and Michelle Longspears. The end result from the Dominion machine showed Lauren Alexander received 34.67% of the vote, Marshall Orson receiving 41.35% of the vote, and Michelle Longspears receiving 23.98% of the vote. In Georgia, if one candidate doesn't get above 50% of the vote total, a runoff election is automatically held between the two top candidates meaning Michelle Longspears was cut out of the race. But Michelle Longspears felt odd about the numbers, so she visited different precincts to double-check the tallies. Guess what? She noticed that in some precincts she didn't receive a single vote. But how is that possible that a candidate with 24% of the vote total finds precincts where she didn't receive a single vote? While statistically alarming, the real surprise came when she realized there was not one vote cast for her in her own precinct the same one where she and her husband voted for herself. Spears immediately demanded a hand recount of the results in Gotham. On June 1st, the results were released, and the difference between the Dominion machine count and the hand count was shocking. After the hand count, Lauren Alexander gained 355 votes, Orson lost 1,298 votes, and Spears actually gained 3,620 votes, making her the new runoff candidate. And here's the best part. When you add them all up, the hand count shows 2,810 votes more than the Dominion machines reported on the 24th. This is huge. In the small county commissioner's race, with 15,500 votes total, the Dominion machine tally was short by nearly 3,000 votes. What does that say about all the other races that were conducted on these very same machines? This is proof that the machines cannot be trusted. If Spears had not sounded the alarm, no one would have ever known.
All right, guys, so do please share that video. And again, we've covered DeKalb County. CanCon's done great work on it as well. Uh, we spoke about uh, several things relating to DeKalb County, Coffee County. Uh, Jeff Lenberg is going to be on Friday morning, and you want to be there for that because they are absolutely trying to crucify uh, his work and him and the other people who are working there. There's some information that, of course, uh, they don't want you to know, just like they don't want you to understand our election system, just like they don't want you to understand the power of the clerks. Uh, and as uh, Jambro, I believe it was, pointed out in the comments, yeah, this, some alert that he saw, uh, I can't remember who, where he said it, uh, somewhere on, oh, it was on the newspaper, that FBI monitors social media with rise of the threat of domestic terrorism increases. Yeah, they've been doing that already. They're not doing anything differently. All they want is for you to be afraid to share your voice. That is messaging to the American people that we're watching you. Be quiet. Don't make waves. Don't raise your voice. Don't stand up. They want you to be in fear. It's the exact same reason that they, they've run out and continue to persecute uh, our January 6th prisoners. Why now they're going after Coy Griffin? Because he has courage. They can't al allow people to stand up who have courage, and they can't allow them to go against the uh, narrative to stand up to stop the certification of the vote of a fraudulent election in the United States for a president. Uh, th that's the only game going on here. This is all about them creating more fear than we have courage. So we need to make the choice to have more courage than they can possibly manipulate, create, and instill in us in fear. It's as, uh, you know, it says in the Bible, where, O oh, death, is your victory, where, O oh, death, is your sting. It's not here. So... We will feel the sting of death when we leave this plane, but not before. And the consequences we should be concerned about are what happens after. Uh, so stand up, men. It's time to be men. Mama Bears, God bless you and thank you. Go check out doublecheck.org because uh, this is all in fight right now. And as we come up to the elections in November, it's, it's only going to escalate as more things come out about the documents at Mar-a-Lago and, you know, some of the revelations about Chris Ray as well uh, that we'll be reporting on. Uh, it, things are going to ramp up. So buckle up and I'll, I'll ask you to put on your spiritual seatbelt as well. Uh, before we close out, make sure again, Friday morning, Jeff Lemberg. Uh, tomorrow evening, we've got Coy Griffin. And... Uh, I want to also make sure that you are all aware of the facts blast. So, again, as we mentioned a couple times today, the left is melting down as a special master is appointed in the Trump raid. So, I love how uh, Ash started this. Let's go back in time for a thought experiment. Imagine simpler days when Donald Trump was in command of the federal government. Now imagine he instructed the attorney general to raid the residence of Barack and Michelle Obama. Broke into their safe, rummaged through Michelle's underwear drawer. Ew and called the whole thing justice. How do you imagine the Uniparty cartel would react? Uh, so she recaps what uh, has gone on with District Judge Eileen Cannon, uh, saying, as a function of plaintiff's former position as President of the United States, the stigma associated with the subject seizure is in a league of its own, continuing a future indictment based to any degree on property that ought to be returned would result in a reputational harm of a decidedly different order of magnitude. And... 
that's uh, in really flowery language, but essentially this is the destruction and assault of our republic and everything that America stands for, any semblance of law and order. So as mockable as this entire charade is, it's no laughing matter. Democrats in government and their uniparty brethren like Adam Kingsinger and Liz Cheney have spent seven years wasting taxpayer resources since the first fabricated claims of Russian collusion. <laughs> you know, the ones that Hillary's campaign paid for and Obama's DOJ co-signed. Uh, so as Americans struggle to afford basic necessities, the Democrat-led government is blowing millions of dollars on another baseless investigation of their political opponents. As King Solomon said, there's nothing new under the sun. Uh, yes, and just as the, the devil has no new tricks, nor do the Democrats. So everything this administration has done is a complete and total failure for the American people. From the failed Afghanistan withdrawal that left 13 dead to the unprecedented stagflation that makes uh, us choose between food and prescriptions, the Biden administration is a disaster abroad and at home. Stop wasting our money on this political nonsense. Put Americans first. And as you all know by now, and as we've said on the show countless times, yes, stolen elections have catastrophic consequences. If you're a member already, you can go and send this for free right now. Go send these people uh, a fax. Overwhelm them. Melt their fax machines. All of these people need to be put on notice. And they feel the heat. But we need to hit them from all angles. Uh, we're also adding some stuff where you can uh, send some people to state level. So we're working on that as we speak. But a lot going on, guys. This is, uh, I just, I want to, I want to tell you to, to have hope. Because as much as this is getting messy, and the messaging like, you know, Jambro brought up, uh, they want you to be afraid. That's the whole point. They want you to be afraid. They want you to sit down, shut up, tell you to your face, yep, we're killing you. Yep, uh, you know, we lied about everything. We lied about the vaccines. We've been lying about the machines. We lied about masking. We, we lied, we lied, we lied, we lied. Lied about Trump. Lied about Russian collusion. Hillary Clinton lied. She's fine. Lied about the Hunter Biden laptop. Lied about Metabiota. Lied about the biolabs in Ukraine. Lied about Ukraine. But they want you to see it, even on, on a subconscious level, understand, yes, they're lying to us, clearly they hate us, and still accept it. That is what they want you to do, is to be able to recognize what they are doing, or be able to say it so brazenly and you don't react to it enough. And the only thing that will stop that is something so simple, and that is a choice. It is a choice to bow to God and not to the state. A choice to use our own free will and a choice to take responsibility in our own lives right now in this moment. That is all we really have. We have this moment right now and we only need to take responsibility. There are massive number of people, young athletes, young children, uh, you know, people in, in otherwise good health who are being massively injured, who are being killed by these, uh, these lethal injections. They're still stealing the elections. They're still running this narrative. And we're on the brink. We're on the brink of the American people, of we the people collectively, realizing that the game is up and choosing that we get to play our own now. And it doesn't have to be violent. It doesn't have to be a civil war like they want to incite us to. It just has to be us standing together. And it truly is that simple. It's easier said than done, but it's that simple. You need to make a choice. So I'm going to pray real quick. 
Father God, thank you. I just want to thank you for all the blessings that we have. Thank you for our loved ones in our lives. Thank you for this technology. And though they have used it against us, thank you for what it has allowed us to do in waking each other up and sharing information and allowing us to pierce the veil of the Mockingbird media, of the, the fake news, of the paradigm of reality that they wish for us to just consume mindlessly and accept. Thank you for people waking up and realizing that we do not have to act out the charade, the play that they put in front of us, that we do not have to use the talking points that they want to put in all of our mouths, that they want to fill all of our minds with, that we do not have to be the characters they want us to be. I, just, I pray a, a special blessing on all those who have been harmed, who will be harmed, who have lost their lives as a result of this uh, this pandemic agenda, who are suffering because of food shortages, because of price increases, both here and abroad. Those who have suffered in losing family members to this agenda, those who have been divided from their family. I just pray that we have a healing over all the families in this nation, that friendships may be restored, that families, family ties may be mended again, that people will have the self-respect and the confidence will have their own view of themselves and the way that they value themselves and the time that they have here on this earth, that that may be restored, that we may see exactly how important we are in our own place on this earth right now. I just ask that we take charge of and we start to value truly for what it is the, the moment we have in front of us right now and take that time to connect and to speak up and that this this brainwashing this, these fear tactics this propaganda that it just bounces off of our minds that the joy that we feel and the grace that I ask you fill us all with that it just repels it just magnetically repels all of the negative thinking all of the limitations that we put on ourselves all of the limitations and the lies and the uh, the negative mindset and the discouragement that we are meant to absorb through all of this fake news media. I just pray that it, it re rebounds off into space and disappears and never touches any mind again. And slowly we can all start to wake up from the slumber that we have all found ourselves in. As we approach the elections, I pray that we pick up our speed that those who still feel divided along some lines that truly don't matter, that they start to realize that we are truly one people, that we turn to each other and forgive what needs to be let go, that we look past the differences that at one point in time may have seemed insurmountable, and we stand next to each other, shoulder to shoulder, chest held high, eyes towards the heavens, And we do so as one people. And we continue to pick up steam. We continue to move forward. And we move forward faster than ever. We realize the urgency of the moment that we are in right now. The urgency related the lives that we have at stake. The future of our country. That we may never let our country sink into a place where it will never be the same again. That we never allow our nation and our, our people to suffer through something like that. 
So I ask that the men step into their manhood, into their masculinity, and take charge. Be the men of this country. Be the men of their households. Be the men of their communities. And that the women stand in their glorious uh, their glorious intelligence and they continue to support us in all the ways that we have. I ask these things humbly in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Alright guys, well that's it. We'll be back tomorrow. We have uh, some great stuff for you in the morning. And uh, again, make sure we're going to post the video from Stephanie Lambert Steele as well as some other things from Jeff Lemberg. We're going to play that before he's on the show Friday. We're going to play that tomorrow, his speech from Motro County, uh, several, about, I think it was three weeks ago now. Uh, in his presentation, it's uh, about an hour. I've clipped it out, so we're going to live stream that tomorrow uh, in addition to our, our shows. So you're going to want to watch that in preparation for Friday. Uh, there's some things that are relevant, and then Jeff Lemberg's going to you know, cut through the lies and drop some stuff that we haven't heard before relating to what's going on in Coffee County. So we are in this fight together, and though it may not feel like it, we are winning. So trust God, have faith, enjoy your evening. We will see you tomorrow at 10 a.m. Mountain Time. My name is Apollo. Thank you for listening to Conservative Daily. God bless you all. Let's take our country back. If you want to watch Conservative Daily Podcast, we go live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time and 4 p.m. Mountain Time. You can find us live at conservative-daily.com, on Rumble, on Frank's Beach, where we go live on Lindell TV 2 at those same times, on DLive, and now on Odyssey. You can also find our episodes at brighteon.com. Make sure you also check out the link in the description to go to the Brighteon store and prepare you and your family with the awesome storable food and other products that they have there. You can find us on the audio edition at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, Audible, and everywhere else. Make sure you go and give us a five-star review and be that ambassador of truth. Share this episode with everyone who needs to hear it. Text the word FREEDOM to 89517 and we'll shoot you a text message when we're about to go live. Check out the description for our link to the daily newsletter so you get access to the fax blasts. We want to thank you for being a listener of Conservative Daily Podcast as we pursue truth and fight to restore our nation. We will continue to provide you with the most important information that the mainstream media will not show you. Now at conservative-daily.com, you have the option to become a member with us. Each membership option varies in access and discounts in regards to the ability to interact with the Daily Facts Blast, monthly savings, access to extra content, and interactions with the hosts and guests of the show. Go to conservative-daily.com and become a member right now for as little as $10 a month. Make sure you check out social media and find us everywhere at Conservative Daily and at Joel Oltman. We'll see you next time on Conservative Daily Podcast. It's time to do the hard work. Let's take our country back, patriots. God bless America.